Yeah, we are back again with a new episode. It's that November season coming off from a fresh October Halloween and November 1st. You already know we're going into a new holiday season. Always turning up the big episode number 51. Still not canceled the Bernie Williams, Randy Johnson episode. Coming in live. Coming in live. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Coming in hot. Me and Mariah, go back, light pacifier. Keep getting them checks, girl. You will be I'll say good shit. Um, good shit, Chris, because you all know Mariah's season is approaching. Oh, 12, 12 o'clock hit on November 1st. It was just I like I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I think I got like a, a Funko Pop. I got like one on pre order from Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, he's like, I ain't playing. I ain't playing. Yo, that, that's a, that's a, that's a magnet right there. The baby when you come to the crib. And the shit, now nah, the thing that made me re-get it, because I think with Funko they have like these, like um, specific ones called like Diamond Collection. So this one is like she like all sanded out and glittery and shit. So I was like, you know what? If there's any like Funko Pop that's gonna like symbolize Mariah Carey, it's this one. Like, this is sick. It's a Mariah's listener. Is it I'm just that, me and Mariah? <laughs> I'm gonna put that shit next to my Grinch Funko and, and the Kobe Grinches when mm. um, holiday season comes around. Mm. Coming out. Coming out. Yeah, yeah. But I once um. I don't think any stores. I don't think stores play stop dipping into the Christmas bag till maybe like, oh like, nah. like the week, like after Black Friday or maybe like the week of. Hell no, you yeah. know, some of these places already they already hot because I you you can go any Walgreens, any 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 drugstore right now in the city. The Christmas shit is popping right now. Since October 25th, it's like they completely <laughs> forget. Thanksgiving is not even a thing. Thanksgiving is like halftime. It's like, it's a pregame. Oh, so it's funny. That can, that's when everybody <laughs> eats. Ain't giving no fucks at all. It's like, you want to go to jail? You want to go home? <laughs> <laughs> Like you, let me know right now, right here, right now. Let me know. Went to left to your right. Well, I'm kind of glad. I'm because one thing that's always funny too that Christmas, um, Chris played the Christmas. That's a tongue twister right there. <laughs> um, I'm a Christmas dude at heart, bro. Like, my friends, my close friends, Billy, Femi, Lavelle. Shout out to the guys. They'll tell you, like Chris, like November third, I'll be singing Christmas shit. It was like one. I think it was like junior year. I was saying Christmas shit before Halloween. Nigga Billy was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> nigga, 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 T was like, T was like the niggas in New Jack City. He had to fire out in the corner. He's just like, "Yeah." Nigga, nigga had the ham warmers out. They looking at him like, "Bro, what is wrong with you?" Nah, I gotta once we. Finish this episode. I gotta talk to Billy because he he'll remember that shit. Because he really like, yo, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga, T already got the the Home Alone sequels fired up. Nah, yo, we got the 
They got the new reboot coming up. Oh, I saw that. It's like a, it's like another kid going to get lost. But the thing I was trying to figure out how, because the one way the Home Alone series worked when it's time is because we didn't really have communication as we do now. Yeah. So you telling me in the year twenty twenty one, some family is leaving a kid at home and they don't and they can't contact this nigga through nothing. Well, we don't know what that is yet. What the time like, period or what was going to happen? What what could happen to this one? Okay. So we we don't know. We don't know how he how that whole thing transpired. We 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 just we don't know yet. But they they can't not even contact the kid. They can call the neighbors. They'd be like, yo, we somehow left Jeffrey. Please go next door and check. They'd be like, all right. That'd be the yeah. end of the movie. Now, I get what you mean. Like, the walkie-talkie <laughs> era was, was, was better for that. Oh, man. We just jumped We shall see. No, nah, we shall see. But that's the thing, like, because you guys know, like, Malcolm is too. I think you all, Chris, like, we're all big Seinfeld fans here too. So it's like, um, like that show shows you like the fucked up shit without like having a concrete cell phone to like communicate and shit. Yeah, it, it, it adds the the funniness to it. Yeah, because like one of my favorite personal favorite episodes from Seinfeld is the movie. Um, you know, it's that episode when they all kind of like they go to the movie, but they kind of miss each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, that that episode can't happen if it, if it was today. No, absolutely not. So that's all this like new Home Alone shit. It's like, all right, we you could get away with it in the nineties, but it's twenty twenty one, early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty twenty one. Get away with the two thousand, but like, it, it, it's twenty twenty one. Come on, come on, man. But it's cool. We, we're gonna be checking Disney Plus for that. Well, uh, what is it, November, t- November 12th? Yeah, they start early, two days after my birthday. Damn. Just the two of us, yeah. But I like that, because it's like when um, ABC Family, I'm a sucker for that, when they do like the countdown to the 25 days, like the pre-shit. Like the Polar Expression shit. Because <laughs> I mean, the, the funniest shit is all the shit they show for like the, the, the pre-game countdowns, the shit they show during the 25 days. TV like, hey. They just rerun it again, but fuck it. Yeah, they More do the Christmas. same thing during the Halloween season. They do the, you know, showing all the scary movies. And they hit you with like 50 Michael Myers movies. <laughs> They're like, damn, homie. But like the movie tradition, like any year, do you you guys like check out, try to check out like the Christmas story at least like once during the twenty four hours. Oh yeah, definitely. That's definitely on rerock. Like if if like I try to pin it in, cause you know you got the NBA games on. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got a whack game on, like all right, let me throw in a Christmas story. Yeah, we got Knicks and Hawks this year. Oh no, that should be fun. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of looking into trying to attend this game. But no, mm. the thing is, too, I, I'm kind of like half and half about this game. It's because I kind of got used to like the Knicks not ruining my Christmas. And I'm already pissed if niggas losing to the Magic. I can only imagine like how I feel if potentially that happens. Mm. I don't need a Knicks. 
Because also, like, the, when they had us on, like, previous years, like, we were bad. So we were just, like, getting slapped on Christmas. And then, yeah, you don't want that, T, because if they win, you, you see Trey Young's face grinning, and then you know what's going to happen a week later after that, just to tie that into wrestling. Trey Young, I think, I don't know if he's hosting, but he's going to be at the day one WrestleMania, I mean, event? the event in Atlanta. <laughs> That's all we damn need. Now we just need to bury Trey Young on Christmas. That's all we need. But I'm I'm glad we in like the holiday holiday chair around here. Cause even um on the first on Monday, you can even tell like Halloween. I kind of like Halloween on Sunday. Like some real shit. I feel like Halloween is the perfect Sunday holiday. I don't know. It's it, it just it kind of sucks in some ways. Like a, a Friday, Saturday, we good. But then you can only do so much from a from a from a professional standpoint because you got people. What? <laughs> oh, we we good. Okay. Now nah, we got people, but Christmas. Now I understand though from like you saying on. Um, um, Halloween on Sunday. I think for kids, it it, it makes sense. It probably is cool with them on a Sunday because you know they don't got school that day. Mm-hmm. But like, I can see for us, like adults, like. But then at the same time, you have the Friday and Saturday parties to get with. Like, That's what I was. I was gonna say because Olafemi, nigga, got like two name drops. His his birthday was the 29th. Mm-hmm. so I was like, yo, bro, you kind of got like the perfect weekend. Like this is like a, a dope ass. Cause your birthday's on Friday, and you get like that Saturday, like pre-Halloween, and you get Sunday. How like his birthday weekend was like set. Like I remember, like whenever the last time Halloween was on a Sunday, <laughs> and then like there was like consecutive like Halloween parties, and then it's like your Halloween turned into like a whole week now. <laughs> I can't, I think I remember what you're talking about, Malcolm, because it was like Halloween was like a Tuesday or something, so people was doing like. Halloween yeah. that weekend and and then I, I I remember that I remember that I think that we year. even I think me and you we had went to Tonic that week too. I think so. Ooh, it was like the, was that even around? Nah, it that was going before the pandemic. What Tonic East or Tonic West? Yeah, nah, Tonic, Tonic East was. Well, Tonic West no longer exists. I don't think so. Mm. So, so no more Tonic and yeah. I was just also just thinking about like how like like establishments that. I personally, but also everybody else in New York City, like establishments that have like gone by the wayside because of COVID, and it's like New York City has like lost a little bit of its like charm from like specific like, spots. Like we know this personally when Langes closed down, that was tough for us. Um, you know when you know Total Bay closed down before the pandemic. Michael Jackson. You know those are spots we used to hit up. You know regularly. Irish Cal- exit. I was gonna say Calico Jacks. Damn, damn. What, Calico? That was definitely a central NHL spot. <laughs> that place got worn down in my bunch. They started, started watering drinks in that motherfucker. Yo. That's still, like, that. Uh, that's the infamous night when I, when y'all used to say in the store, like, that Callahan be Mr. Party Man. And then we went to Calico's, and my man Callahan was on top of a ball getting his groove on. <laughs> Yo, Callahan was on top of Calico? 
Yo, man, I, I remember that because I remember Otto had like a, I think he had open border in it. And then that's the first time I also remember Kenyon. And I was like, oh, you're a drinker, drinker, because this nigga was drinking us all under the table. Mm. Damn. Those were, those were times. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it's like some, it's crazy shit. But now we have um, Tonic East, because I think. That's when I like think about auto whatever like all those free bar shits they used to promote around the city. They actually starting to do that again. I got like one of those like two weeks ago. Yeah, I got hit up with that like two weeks ago too. All I'm yeah. saying is you're not a true New Yorker if you never got a free round of drinks at Calico Jacks from McFadden's. Mm. If you okay. get a free happy hour, you you you're not a true New Yorker. McFadden's. We're gonna have to cut that, Chris. I like that. That's some real shit right there. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you can make that into a t-shirt or some merch. Yeah, like if you haven't got like the, you can't even call yourself a New Yorker. You haven't got the open bar Texans. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where you got tell niggas to stop. Like, all right, my nigga, turn me to alcohol again. But 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 we bringing up tonic yeast. That shit. Like I had. I think Yo. that was like maybe like the like the first like few months. Like I started like working at the store legit. And then, because always, too, when I always say with the store, like, it was, like, the perfect time of my life is because our location, we was literally in Midtown. So, literally, any place somebody wanted to go, you was in, like, striking distance of going. You know what I mean? Mm Yeah. Me and and Terrence lived in Tonic East. (laughs) Yo. T used to hit me up sometimes, like, yo, yo, can you meet me downtown? I got the situation going on. I need a I need a wingman. He's yeah, like, I need, I need I mean, the niggas to sign up on the list. Way downtown, walking fast, faces fast, and I won't stop. Carry me. <laughs> I still remember the day I, I, I pulled up to I pulled up to Teutonic East. I'm looking for T, and they like, yo, T, T got kicked out the bar. I'm like, what? <laughs> they like, yo. I see. I look up because you know Tonic had like three floors, so I'm on the top floor, and I see T. Like leaving. That's when you was with um. I ain't gonna say no name, but you. Was... Okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you remember that day. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yo, that night. I think that night was like mad chaotic because I, I feel think like she you got kicked out like two spots that night. Cause Sheena couldn't pull up. Like she was supposed to come, and then she gonna pull up, and then when I got there, that person got kicked out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, because I, 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 I was repping the jersey that night, I believe. I think I had on the, the penguins haggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I remember that shit. You eventually came back, though, because we, we, <laughs> it was your open ball. So you definitely came back. There was that go, my man is done for the day. Now, one thing I loved about Tonic East, even though that shit was like mad, fratty, and dumb, is that I did love like how all the floors kind of gave you a different vibe. Mm hmm. Mm. I thought that was really cool, like, because I know there's also other places in New York, but it was just like this one was like very, especially when I was like that age, like dive bar-y, like just get a drink, get fucked up, have fun. So you had kind of like that, that dive bar aesthetic in like the first floor, and then the second floor it was more like the dance club if you want to boogie down a little bit, and then the third floor was like this, like the bougie. Drinks and wine and lights, roof shit. So I, I, I always thought that that like setup was always dope. He's like, yes, daddy, yes, done with me. 
disco. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been yeah, news used to be a ton of E so much. We seen the, 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 the lit nights, the dry nights. We seen it all. Yeah, word. That was like a spot too, like like Michael said, you saw it all. Like you could tell like the dry night, you're like, hey, fuck it. But yeah. like I said, there's more more times to have, like, but yeah, shout out to all the those establishments that's helped us along the way. Is the the bar like around the store the pig shit that shit closed too? With me and you and Danny that the first oh, night, pig and whistles, that's still open. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't been around. That um, though, so I know the pig and whistles that that was um right between six and seven closed. Ooh, mm, that was the, the one that that was kind of like near um like across adjacent to like Havana Central. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They closed that one up, but I believe the one that's more towards like Rockefeller Center is still open. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It's like that's across, that's like near the Nintendo store. Yeah, that one I believe is uh is open. Okay, that's the money maker. Probably because I know they a lot of some of these spaces got condensed. Yeah, and it's, it's like a bunch of bars there now. Yeah, and I feel like they used to like swap. Positions with the pig and whistles. Like sometimes they'll be at one location and another location. Cause they still got a couple around, but I don't know if they still out out. Like, cause I'm on Langan's closed down. We definitely seen a couple of people that used to work in Langan's working at pig and whistles. Well, they're the same owner. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, oh, okay, you here now? <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, we gonna need you over here, G. Yeah, and again, then that, that was I was grateful because they was giving me, you know, you know how they were saying us with the disease. Like, yeah, we know you, you know, drink on the house. Be like, hey, we want some pussy. Yeah, we, the whole team, especially y'all, I can't really say us, but you guys, that, that was the hockey squad. I, I feel like one thing, too, even when I got into the store, it, it didn't know, like, the store and this people had, like, a reputation around the area. So I thought that was pretty cool. But we was always good people, like, management aside, but it always seemed like the, the real workforce and the people that was employed, they're like, were like almost like rock stars around the area. Yeah, they fuck with us, the social. They ain't fuck with the managers. Cause I, I remember sometimes the managers just came in this, came in Langans and they were like, what, what they doing in here? So I'm like, what y'all doing? Yeah. Like I, I still remember your man AJ came in there. We all know AJ don't drink. I was about to say, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, and I was like, when they, walking in? <laughs> it's funny because I was walking Langans and I heard the door coming behind me. You know how the door swings. So I look and I see AJ. I'm like, what the fuck you doing in here? And he's like, I'm like, yo. He was like, yo, can I get a uh, sparkling water? I was like, nigga. He was like, yo, this is the lit spot, man. So I'll be down with he's the like, crew. Oh, it lit. It lit in here. Yeah, everybody always had a good time in Langens. Only one person was on some bougie shit, and that was um, fucking Cindy. I'm on my brung hoodie, and she was like, oh, this is the spot y'all be talking about? Who, Cindy yeah. Chips? Babe? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right. Hey, babe. All right. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I'm not, I, I'm not here to, uh, to, to, what's, what's, I guess, defame someone's character. But I know she said some shit one time that I was like, you know what? I don't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you. <laughs> like, like wild, like she, like some Hulk Hogan shit. She was, she was, 
she was on some, she was like the female version of DJ Kali, and I was just like, you see? Yeah, you, you fucked up. Oh, she used to do, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I was just, you know, she, she, she was, she was well known in the streets. I feel like, I feel like that's kind of cap, because I should know, you know, if you worked at Champion, you know, you already know the stories going on. I, I, I was looking at her like, I will never want to fuck with you. Yeah. Over ah, so, that, just that one, that one shit. You, you know what I'm talking about. Like you selfish. He's like, oh, I, oh, I definitely, I, I love when I get it. The reciprocation part of it is just like, nah, I'm not about that life. So it's a whole lot of cap going on. And, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta defend y'all. You know, because she was trying to come up my man T about a situation before. Who said? We know what particular situation. Oh, the particular situation. You know, last last um last drinks on the house working at NHL. Mm. Mm. You know. Mm. Oh, cause she ain't come. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, all right. slow down. Mm. <laughs> now it's cool. I I I legitimately had like a, like a joyous like infatuation with her. I thought it was pretty cool. I feel like it's not getting too much into it, but some people act a certain a certain way in different settings. Like certain people, too many people watching around, so they can't really act how they want to act. Oh. That's, all, that's all I'm gonna say. If you work that champion, you know, you know. Also, she was faking the funk at 47th Street. Mm. Yeah, you know when you got certain corporate people around compared to other corporate people that you're more cool with. It's different scenarios. Ah, got you. Uh, so if we worked at the NBA store, we probably have been shooting hoops. Yeah, the NBA. That's another, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the NBA. Yeah, I'm really getting wild over there. <laughs> Shit. But that is dope. The, the go home story time. Hey man, go home city stories. We don't. We don't pull punches over here. We don't. I'm glad everybody had fun, but. Halloween was cool for everybody. Decent. Okay. But speaking about pulling no punches, so like one of like like we've been like a few things in the wrestling world, but one of the big ones was Ring of Honor as a complete whole that said we're just gonna shut down operations for a little bit, let everybody go and come back anew. So even though it's like what November second, third now, so like an homage to Scream when people would be like, "We'll be right back," they usually never show up. Like WCW, like the reboot. So, you guys think Ring of Honor is done? Um, and if not, like, where do you see them going? Because I do know, I know they kind of feel like they lost their place in the wrestling world. So it's like, what if they do come back? How can they like stand out right now as a promotion? That's a that's a good question too. Um, Chris would probably remember better than us, but Mamba Mania week when it was last year in the city in 2019, and New Japan had a super card with New J- with, with on Ring of Honor, and that mm-hmm. was supposed to be a big thing for both promotions, you know, because around that time they was getting a TV deal. It was a great card. They got to sold out the Garden. So, you know, but before that, you know, no, nothing was selling out the garden, but, you know, WWE. 
So that was but a- not not even a garden, like a wrestling show doing seven thousand, eight thousand. That's not WWE. Was like unheard of. Yeah, just like, only a, a few years ago. Yeah. So things. What I'm saying is like things were on the up and up for um Ring of Honor, and then it seemed like that point in time. And then everything since then, I know we had the pandemic, like things just haven't been, you know, going their way. And I think a lot of things attribute to that in that year too. Like the elite leaving, Cody gone. You got a lot of guys that are bringing in a lot of eyeballs are gone. A lot of other people left to other promotions. And if we even go back to 2000s, you have somebody like H- um, CM Punk, Simone Joe, Daniel Bryan. All these people went to bigger promotions, so it seemed like Ring of Honor just like, all right, these guys are established here. Now they go on, they come bigger stars, so they got to figure out a way to capitalize on their stardom. Yeah. Okay. And I think AEW like coming the way that they swung, and having you know a lot of these indie guys that you know were getting bored up on t- in internet wise because you know they was not on mm-hmm. TV, and then. Them getting a great TV deal like they did on TNT, it's something that Ring of Honor was probably should have been aiming for, aiming for before that. So that sort of like cut them out, right there, in a big way. Nah, definitely that was like the shock, because like like you said, right now everybody's kind of like that's a wrestling promotion. Seems like they're doing shows for so just for a company to be like, look. Because, you know, they had to have the discussion. Like, they just couldn't think of it and they just typed this shit out and sent it on the internet. So they legit had these discussions beforehand. So for them to be like, yo, we got to shut shit down, release everybody. Like, you know that's big. But like I said, the main thing is, like, if they come back, what are you going to look like? And it's like, what is going to be your shtick? I mean, because- it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, all these guys are out. I know they're going to be... Most of these guys are going to be doing some uh, GCW shows until further notice. Mm. So there's like some sort of partnership um, there in the meantime. But it's, I don't know. And another thing, St. Clair um, Broadcast Group, that was like backing them, they now, um, it wasn't really too much reported, but they're going to now get into a TV deal also with, with Wild Promotions. So they cut it into the like the wrestling budget. Yeah. So to even though WoW has a whole deal with CBS, so it's like they probably looked at it like, hmm, which one we want hmm. back here? Like, hmm. There's that hmm. hmm. <laughs> but yeah, because I was gonna say, cause I know like um the one name that definitely it's, I know Tony Khan, and I know they're not going to, like, say it loudly right now, but I'm pretty sure Jonathan Gresham is, like, the top of the list with all the hysteria of, like, what they – of the AEW perceived treatment of, like, POC wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Because we said that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 top, the top wrestlers, black wrestlers – and AEW are not polished and not good right now. He yeah. he's a name. He's polished. He's good. Like so, that literally is a sign in that they can do so much shit. They could push him. He he's gonna be perfect for them. And I'm pretty sure if they haven't offered him a contract, it'll be very soon. Uh, but I, it's almost 
we we have to look at it at this point. Everybody's like, oh yeah, he's going to AEW. He's like, at what point is this roster not going to be bloated? To <laughs> wait, that kingdom come. It, like seriously, like it's going to get to a point where not everybody's going to is going to be able to go with AEW. You know, you know some funny shit. This shit is like turning their roster is turned into like the meta version of the NWO. It kind of is in some ways, but luckily it's not. But it's to a point where at least it's spread out. You're going to have good programming because apart from Dynamite being, you know, a, a, the, the top show, Rampage is going to be a, a little bit better. But it's going to also get to a point where it's like, okay, you know what? We've, we, we need to improve the ratings because that's going to be first and foremost. Um, AEW ratings have not been improving. I, I I have a theory why. Okay, and it's gonna until that improves, they may not get that that second hour when it comes to negotiation time. I know AEW has been handed a bad card because of the playoffs for baseball. That already changed, so hopefully by now things get a little bit different. Um, and then Dark might become a relevant show. Like, um, like they're going to throw it on air? Um, it, it's going to have to, or at least to a point where they'll be able to to kind of get more subscribers to be able to tune on their show online when it does stream. Okay. You know, so that's how I, I, I look at it that way. But it's going to be it's, – it's a heavily bloated roster. It's going to get to that point. They, they can't feed everybody. The Bucks – and the elite, they can't feed everybody. Yeah, because you it's know, gonna, it's and gonna then, be looking like that. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably get paid, but at what point are you? Or it's gonna be the same thing. We're like, well, we don't know. We'll, we'll fit some. We'll, we'll try to fit you in somehow. Because high key, they got three hours of TV, and 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 honestly, yeah. they don't even have three hours because they also have to save time for ads and commercials. Exactly. So you may be looking at what two hours and. 25 minutes, maybe 30 of like actual content to fill with that roster. So, yeah, that is a that's a big crunch right there. No, Impact is, is gonna start looking very attractive. Um, New Japan could also be the way to go. I know they're doing their New Japan Sean shows in the States. Um, who knows? Um, you know, WWE might, might, might start looking at, at, at some of these guys because they were able to cut, a, you know, a good amount and maybe start implementing some uh, some some good top talent from there. That might yeah, be because that will be dumb on their part just to, to stand around and say because even though the preferred notion is that oh we're not signing any talent, look all these people just just landed on the market for free. You yeah. can at least grab some dollars with somebody. Yeah, they'll probably grab like the best of the best or something. Like the best tag team they got to all for the best, you know, especially in it, you know, always got hope on the mid card. Yo, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after the Briscoes. I, I know, I, I know, Mr. Uh, Uncle Paul has been big admirers of the, the brothers. Mm. I but, wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, like, I, who knows? It, it it might be it might be a way they they could go, 
I know they, they want to be able to get some sort of a attraction, but my opinion is that the way tag teams get treated on on the Everybody? roster is okay. It's kind of like and, and that's kind of really where it goes. It's like when it comes to tag team, it, it doesn't get displayed as much. It's not given as much uh, credibility in terms of creative putting much emphasis is that you're going to have that one tag team and they're going to run with them for a few months, just kind of surround themselves with that. And I think it's awful. Yeah, no, I feel the way about how they do their, not even a tag team division. That's how I feel about they do the men and the women's division. Like yeah. how Chris said, they have the champion spearhead, but they don't have stuff inside that division that can also impact on who, who's going to be next in line. Because I remember growing up and just – and I remember, like, maybe Edge and Christian were, like, the tag team champions. But then you would have the Dudleys fighting some other dudes, and then and they would be like, yo, whoever wins this feud, that's automatically your number one contender. And I feel like that has been lost in, like, the WWE style for a long time. Yeah. Like, I feel you because I feel like since they put in the um, the women's tag team division – like if you go back to like when SmackDown, there is no first, division. It's one they, team. When they started doing um, <laughs> like when they started SmackDown Live, and remember they every woman on SmackDown, which was like six or seven women, they all had storylines. But since they put in like a tag team division, all the women they just revert them to tag teams instead of yeah. their own storylines. And it's and I said it, and I thought the worst thing that they ever did was to to I think. How, how the fuck are you really going to add a second women's tag team match um, title for, for NXT? Like, this makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, that was dumb. That was, that, was, that was dumb. Like, honestly, I feel like it gets showcased a little bit more on the NXT side. But it's... Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I lost track who's, who, who, who the, the women's tag team... Uh, Champions all on the main roster. No, nah, you, you honestly right, Chris. Because honestly, one thing I did like about the women's tag team titles was that, in a way, if they wanted to, it gave them a chance to maybe get other women from the other brands on the show without. It was an out. It was a way to get other women if they wanted some NXT UK people to to appear on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Give them the titles, have them show be on the show for a little bit, and then go back. You know what I mean? And also the NXT women, it was like a chance for like them to move around. Yeah, like when they, when when Sasha and, and Bailey had the champ, it was fun because they was going everywhere. They was just wrestling anybody. It wasn't like any no particular like angle storyline. It was like, oh, we're gonna face against EO and somebody else from NXT. This week, then we're gonna go to SmackDown, face this tag team, then we're gonna go to Raw, and they were yep. doing that for like months. Hey, where I have a little bit of an issue, um, this has an issue. I have not, not so much of an no, issue. Just, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna clarify, right? I'm gonna clarify <laughs> because I feel like this is how I would, how I would improve this. I would genuinely just make the women's division like their own entity kind of how uh ring of honor had their own women's division their own show they had the women of honor the women of wrestling uh division why not at this point why not kind of just do it like that 
have them to do their own show. They can have their own setup at the uh, at the PC. But but where where are they gonna where are they gonna air this show at? They can easy air this show. Uh, well, I mean, they. It kind of sucks because they don't have the network anymore. So it's like the, it's Peacock could be, it could be their own thing. But this is like a wild theory. It's like why not just do that? Eliminate, but, but, eliminate the Raw and SmackDown. Just eliminate the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. Unify that, and then you can have a secondary title. But I think the reason uh, somebody asked Charlotte this not too long on the interview, the reason they want to do that, and she gave a good answer, is if, say, for instance, they were talking about evolution, that was the question yes. asked her about the pay-per-view evolution. And she was like, you know, that was cool, but I don't want to have her own woman's pay-per-view because that separates us from the men. And when we perform, I want to be judged like the men will be performing. And but you want them to keep their own pay-per-view? No, no, I'm talking about in terms of like they asked Charlotte how she felt about evolution. The, the okay. So then she was like, yeah, that was cool, but I want the same equal time as the men. Like, I don't want us to be separated because we eventually, if they did get separated, say they put them on a show and gave them a network, that it's not going to get too much looks over there like a regular Raw or SmackDown show. Nah, honestly, I, I'm okay with a, with a woman's or uh, all women's pay per view. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, think I don't mind that. I'm just I know what you're saying. Show, I do know. I do know the cons to that because if you were to do that, it's gonna get it's gonna get people possibly less interest as opposed to like, hey, this show is on Raw, is on SmackDowns, on the pay per view. I can pay attention because the women's division is just right there. I think that they have, and it, it's all gonna come down to how it gets built, and it also comes down to a creative division part. WWE. By far, will ever will, will not be matched at all. There is no company in this planet that mm-hmm. can. Like, there isn't. There's there's no company in this planet that can match the the female division. I get you want to be able to be in the same show as the men. I feel like hey, you know what? Come pay per views, if they want to implement, you know, put put it in on the on the same show card by all means and they can have maybe two annual uh female pay-per-views they they have enough women where they can at least spread it around add some more actual creative people into actually writing the storylines scrap like i said unify the, the both raw and smackdown titles have one title bring a second title in Kind of like their 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 workhorse in a kind of a title version, and then just have one tag team where they will be able to do that. But I understand that there's going to be complications um, to that, and it's not always going to work out. But they're not they're, they're like the the some of the matches have have not been clean. They've been rushed. They're kind of going back to. If you're not Becky Lynch, if you're not Sasha or Bianca right now, yeah, you get you getting that like two minutes, one minute. I've noticed that shit too, and that's like a that's, that's going super back. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of really digressing right now of the you know the entire women's division. I've been noticing that for the last few months, it hasn't been getting much love, hasn't been getting more burn. Even when they did the uh, 
some like the matches for uh, the Queen's Crown. Some of these matches were five minutes. Yeah, that's that's not that's not especially for a a work ho- horse type of tournament. No yes. match should be about two four minutes unless it's a story being told about a squash or injury. That yeah. that should be a legit competitive match to determine a victor. Yeah, because um, it's a it's a shame the talent that they have there, um, and not being properly displayed is it's it's a real shame. Yeah, and look, they have the marketing tools. It's it's really gonna come down to can can they can can they give them enough freedom to to run with it and actually put in an amazing product. That's really what it's going to really come down to. They they have the resources to do it, but it's more like, you know, who knows? So the, the powers that be will be like, all right, you know, it's not going to work. We don't want to do this. It's just a one-time thing. Nah, Chris is right. Chris is legit right. You know, like, it's it's that. They need to fix that. It's been a pro. I think it's gone very stale since the winner-takes-all match at uh, at WrestleMania 36. Yeah, that kind of was the apex and the finish. That was like the end game. That <laughs> was literally it, that was <laughs> that really was like that match after really after that. That was that was the that was the biggest cum shot in history. Like you can't that you, you can't really beat that. Just the, just that really is the end game. Like you had matches before then. You had the Sasha and um and, and Bailey matches. You had you you had the four the four horsewomen matches. You had some really great matches with Shayna Baszler. Um, like there there has been good moments. You don't need to go fucking crazy. You can just be like, hey, we're gonna try this, even if it's a small try it out for like an hour slot. Let's put it on the Peacock Network. Work something out with possibly YouTube. Or YouTube. I'm pretty sure because, like, that woman's demographic, especially for, like, something they could just come home. They don't have to set their schedule or TV yes. or cable. They could just say, I'm going to Peacock. Let me watch this one hour. WWE, whatever they were going to call it. Yeah. It'll be it'll be better traction on on Peacock than having it on versus on Fox. Um, My, my personal opinion but like, hey, just you can throw in a show in there, you know. But they need, if, if, even if you're not too sure whether they want to be able to run a weekly program of just women's division, you know, just women's wrestling every three months, just have you know, like every quarter, or even if you want to do it a biannual thing, have a, a have a let's let's throw another female, um, an all women's pay per view, like. It it just it needs to start somewhere. Start planting the seeds. I get you don't want to rush into it. Like oh, we're gonna go all women. But you got dumb fucks like Kevin Dunn, <laughs> who I just also found out a reason why he he sticks around. To be quite honest, oh, cause, like, because like his father had like a job or some shit like that. Yeah, his, and there was a whole thing on how. He it was rumors and it was apparently cleared up but still not officially stamped that Kevin Dunn's dad uh saved um an entire library of old WWF tapes during a fire and it was kind of like a promise of like your son will always have a job 
um, with me. Yeah, like, that's like some, some kink shit. That's exactly what it was because Vince McMahon has been very quick to fire people if you're not part of <laughs> if you're not part of the family. But to have someone like literally Kevin Dunn who who has botched a lot of shit, you know, he was a fucktar that 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 fucked up Edge's return back at the Rumble. AJ Styles debut. AJ Styles debut. He was also now. Nah, I really was just. I'm like, what the fuck is Roman well, looking well, at? Like, <laughs> why? Why are they doing this? Like, what? What? what what's going on here? Nah, but go ahead, Chris. <laughs> he's 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 been apparently like my man. You 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 stand in the back. You shut the fuck up and you produce the show from the back. You should be having no singing. He was very against Becky Lynch even speaking at one point. He was just like, I can't stand her her, her accent. I don't want her talking as much. And there was a point where they, she wasn't put on TV and it wasn't really until she started becoming a little bit more vocal and really that whole, her really getting punched in the face by Nia Jax really what blew her up and, and gave her that really that iconic look where she's at, where she's at right now. You know, he was behind the iconics um, being let go, he wasn't big fan. He wasn't a yeah. big oh, fan. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. He, I was, I'm pretty sure he tried to do a little wink, wink, and it was like hell no, no. Nah. He was so he was fucking butt hurt, and it was like oh, I think that Peyton Royce and that Billy, they need to go, Vince. I was just like, bro, like you know something, you know something is up, but like powers, and he was also not for the. The, the the first women's pay-per-view. He was not for. He's like, oh, this is probably like a one-time thing. I don't see this succeeding as much. And that's the shit, too. It's like Kevin Dunn is not your consuming base. He is no. your employee. Why you the, the fuck are you listening to him? <laughs> it's like you're not booking for Kevin Dunn. You're booking for all the people that's in the fucking arena with their wallets out saying we like this shit. Like this but fucking. It, but, dumb said, fuck. but even him being no no sour on the iconics is fucking dumb. I always thought the iconics. I, I thought they were they had like the female Enzo crossover appeal. They are two gorgeous ladies, and they they have like a, a coolness about them where like even if you don't watch wrestling, you'd be like, who who are these two girls? Because like, mm. I even showed this to um uh, uh um. A girl I was seeing at the time when they were like running ramp, like I think when they just called up on SmackDown, and she was like, "Who are these guys?" She was like, "They remind me of my friends." And see shit like that. They don't even have to fucking wrestle, but they were just talking, and they had somebody interested, and that's how you get people to watch a product, not listening to Kevin Dunn and his sour grapes. Like it's fucking terrible. But. Um, I want to go back to the point where Chris said, like, um, AEW has not really done much in the ratings. And yes. I want to give you, I believe, why the, the reason why. And, I, and it's Stone Cold. So is that a reason? Pun? Nah, it, it, it came out like that. But I really, this is, I, I believe Adam and Leon, this is the reason why the ratings have not jumped yet. Or, like, stayed where they're at. AEW has not had their first, speaking of crossover, they have not had their first crossover mainstream storyline to reach the public eye yet. Okay, I agree. 
they they they've had the debuts like CM Punk millions of views, Brian millions of views, Adam Cole pop. They have not had that story yet to capture the casual audience attention and their viewership. Yeah. Eric yeah, Eric Bischoff was alluding to something like that like early in the week. That- and if they do sign him, I think the person that first mainstream story will be Bray. But but here's the thing with that though. Every time like prior to all out, it's like all right, when CM Punk comes around, this is gonna happen. When Daniel comes around, this is gonna happen. When Adam Cole comes around, like we, they can't just keep waiting until a big hit come around. They gotta actually do the story. Yeah, it's the story. Like honestly, all them shits are are good for the long run because like 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 baseball. You can't. They say you can hit a you can't hit a home run every time. But if you hit fucking four singles, that's a run. Yeah. So CM Punk debut. All right, you got the laps fan, um, back, and you got people who was like, oh, after CM Punk left, I'm I'm leaving. He's back. Okay, I'm AEW. You brought Daniel Bryan back, who also just came off for WrestleMania main event. So mm-hmm. maybe you brought some WWE people who was like, oh, Daniel Bryan's over there. Maybe I'll watch. Adam Cole, all the indie niggas, like, fuck NXT. I'm back with Adam Cole. They don't have that story yet to capture, like, Twitter, Instagram, to be like... And we, we know, like, when wrestling is really good is when the lines are gray. So when is they gonna... When is it gonna be their first screw job? When is it gonna be, like, their first Austin? Just, like, some white-hot shit that's gonna just transcend... Like, wow. Like, so, how, yeah. So, hypothetically, like, how do you think they... Do they fix that from like? Because it it has to happen through dynamite. Like how do I'm, I'm telling you, I think it's Bray. I think it's Bray because Bray is going to bring in the theatrics and the production that also makes wrestling what it is. Right now, they don't really have that on AEW's roster. They have the work rate. They have the niggas that do flippy shit. They don't have that that larger than life type of character to put certain wrestlers in crazy situations to make you tune in week after week. I agree. Yeah, but I also feel like they can't wait or depend on that. Like, you still No, but that's to... why they're signing him. But, but they still, like, you still have to hope that all comes through right. Like, you know, just in case, like, say if you don't sign there, like, oh, the ratings, we was waiting on Bray because of, of the ratings. Like they still had to put that in place. They still have guys there. What I'm saying is, they have Daniel Bryan, who's been through long storytelling. Mm-hmm. They have CM Punk, countless times been through long storytelling that they could use that with. Chris Jericho still there. Like they have people there that we've seen in the past that have went through this. So I feel like they they don't have to wait on one person to come in to do but- it. I think right now, if you watch AEW TV, you could kind of tell. Also, you could tell also like during like the NXT seasons, where different eras are like coming to a close, and another stretch of stories about to start being told. So I feel like we're in like that tweener where like, because also I I believe we don't know if he's going to get the title or not, but we all assume that um. Hangman is going to beat Omega for the title. New champion, new era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they're not really trying to start firing shit yet because the the biggest thing that's going to have to happen first is for 
Hangman to get the title, and then everything else is going to like fall in place after. Because if you're watching AEW, what they're also setting up is Adam Cole versus Kenny, and maybe the split of the elite. I mean, I've I've been saying this from a hot minute. There, something has to give with Adam Cole being back. That's what I'm saying. They're also setting that up. Like, I think it was a tag match, and he didn't tag him in, and they've done that a lot, where, like, they will, they will like, enhance the story week by week. Not with maybe, like, some promos or, like, yeah. some story shit, but if you could, just a little quirk is, like, some storytelling. Like, it's it it is that has to come in within fruition within the next couple of months heading into the new year. But because they also still got they also still got tons of dream matches, yes, and stories. So people also saying AEW is not doing this. They are also not trying to unload the chamber. There no, it's so, like you, you yeah, you, they have to. You kind of almost you have to milk it. They're still in that AEW still in that honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. You just started, you know. You started because really, this is their first. I guess that like you really like if you really look at it, this is like the first four years where the fans are starting to come on. They're doing they're, they're, the product is, is are starting to kind of get the the the, the notice. I was about to say the nor the notoriety. Exactly. So it is gonna take time now that you'll be able to introduce the 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 public in now and they're starting to really get it. Between now and I wanna say come like next summer, you you will see exactly you know where where they're gonna be trending. There's yeah, there's no such thing as overnight shit. It, a lot of the stuff takes time to build and it usually takes sometimes at least six months before you see the product thrive into what you're really putting in. You have to be able to put those storylines in there. And as much as everybody loves to bitch and complain, because you always have these fucking, sh- these asshole, I, there's, there's no bigger heel in wrestling than wrestling fans. <laughs> oh, speaking about heels, they got renewed for season two. Shout yes, out to yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. You know, it's like, they, they're, they're the worst people and they just love to talk shit. Be like, oh, WWE sucks. You know, we want more wrestling. We, we don't want all this stuff. But you got to understand, like, there, there, there's something about the professional wrestling world that that pageantry, what you put in there, that WWE does so well. AW is not there. It's going to be very... The, the, the promos have not... They're not all that great. The presentation... Of getting the uh, the setting up a match is not there. The matches will be the, the matches are there, but it's too it's too spotty. It's all it's all over the place, and there's not enough of the the build up to it that's there that's not there yet. The WWE does so well. Now, Chris, not lying because like some shit I can always say growing up because honestly, that's when WWE's the shit, but. Eight o like eight o eight o'clock when Raw hits and the fucking um video package goes off, and they yeah. will open up with the parking lot and you'll see a limo, and then they will cut to Jr. and King, be like, "Oh, who just showed up?" You don't really get that in AEW. No, you get it here and there, but and the but the problem with WWE is that they 
the same they do the same format and it becomes stale mm -hmm. they don't change it so it becomes the exact same thing so like there was a, an interview um cm punk was talking about he's like um one of the main reasons he didn't want to go back to wwe and he was just like the return would have been the exact same thing so if you notice what he's doing now in AEW, all these close matches that he's having with a lot of these guys, it's more like, hey, I've been out of wrestling for seven, eight years. I'm still trying to, I'm, I'm trying to prove, not really to everybody, he's really trying to prove to himself that I, I am the best in the world. But he's coming close. He's, he's It's almost like a very self buildup to CM, CM Punk becoming CM Punk. I was about to say it's a, story, it's a story in itself. Like if you watch, it, like Chris said, like the the matches come close. Him trying to catch his breath. Like he's like, oh, do I still have it? And it's more, it's 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 the build up that that should be that 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 should be told, as opposed to the same shit that WWE does, where it's like, okay, surprise entrance or whatever, a build up. You come into the Royal Rumble, you win, you go to WrestleMania, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's, it's, I was gonna say because what I love about the CM Punk return is that he's in the lower card. Like yes. he's not even a mid card. Like CM Punk is in the low, the bottom card of AEW. Nowhere near the top. Like he's floundering around. Like I don't know if he's done dark yet, but he, he has. He's, he has. So look, You know, it's it's a good it's a good build up. It's a good storyline, but of course, you're gonna have these dumb fucks that are just like, oh, like what what are they doing? This sucks. They're having CM Punk, you know, but wrestle I, but I wrestle these no names. The fact that some people just don't care for that storyline. Uh, I see Punk? a lot of people that like they don't care that he's facing against Ricky Starks or <laughs> any of the young wrestlers. So when you asked that first question, why the ratings wasn't doing good? And some of these stories, some people just don't care for it. No, That's but, true. but these are the same the people. These are the same motherfuckers that after five pump bust a night. <laughs> but I was gonna say, but it's also a, it's also smart for AEW also and for himself. Like Chris just said, he had a seven year layoff. You cannot have that man sitting on the couch with fucking April. And insert him into the fucking main event because you don't know how his body's gonna hold up. You don't even know what he could do in the ring. You know what I'm saying? He has to find himself, and he can't do that in an empty ring with no fans. He has to do that by being a mm -hmm. in an arena type shit. Because if you was to just take Punk off the couch and insert him into the main event, he will fucking look vanilla. They'd be like, "What the fuck have you done? What can you do in the ring, Punk?" Yeah. Like last time he wrestled, I think they said um, Darby Allen couldn't even drink liquor. So what? Like so he could not literally. Daniel Bryan is a different case because he just came from a WrestleMania event. He just came from another promotion. Yes, he 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 can be at the top of the card. CM yes, Punk has not done shit in the past seven years. And that's the and that's the storyline that he. It's the story that he wants to tell, and I think it's the right one. It's more like I'm back. I'm still embracing all this. You're not getting, you're you're, you're not getting a baby face. Um, even though it's basically is what it is, you're getting more of a baby face, CM Punk. You're not getting an anti heel or anything. It's more like I'm back. I'm trying to prove myself that I and still. It's like, it's like the the white meat baby face, like Jericho says, and show up and smile. 
Yes. Like, that's what he's doing. He's like, I'm, I'm still absorbing all of this. I've, I've been gone for so long. I forgot how much I missed this. And he's like, I want to be able to have fun. I need to prove myself. This, this is the, this is the storyline. You, you build it up little by little and each, and there's a storyline within each of those matches that, 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 that adds on to the overall, you know, timeline into where they're trying to go with this. You know, I, think, it, I was gonna say because I, I can I could see him maybe before the end of his year is up, he, he might get a crack at Sammy for the TNT title, and then that gives a legitimacy because that'll be the first belt CM Punk will be going after in AEW. Yeah, they did the same thing with with Kenny Omega. Like his whole thing was just like, oh, you were this big wrestling bout machine. You became a uh, babyface Kenny. Where's the cleaner? Why have we not seen this? You lost this edge, and he was like. You know what? You're right, and that's where that's where the elite are, where they are now. It worked. You have to be able to kind of just change up, but you you can't give the same fucking stale formula. Like it gets to a point where you grow tired of it. And then also, we like you said, we have not even seen any. Like we said, AEW has not even emptied the chamber yet of character development. And character turns with these wrestlers yet. I'm yeah. pretty sure CM Punk is going to get a stable before his AEW career is, is over. Because we really we haven't really seen we haven't really seen like a, a heel turn. We haven't like a dramatic a dramatic heel turn. I think the closest one we got was MJF, but everybody knew he was turning heel. Yeah, like we, we like, <laughs> that wasn't anything. It was like we we expect MJF to be MJF. Like, but there hasn't been like a. I guess a you said Kenny. Kenny, yeah, but no, I know what Chris is saying. We haven't got like that shocking. Yes, you, we haven't. You know what? You know, you know what? What an example? I don't know if they're gonna do it. It will be like if Jungle Boy turned. Like if like Jungle Boy just kicked Luchasaurus in the nuts. People yeah. Are like, Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like there really hasn't been there had there hasn't been a AW moment. Like a wow moment, like iconic. You know, I would, like I would, I would a say, Hogan, you know, turning heel and and and, be, and and joining the and and you know and and starting off the new world order. There hasn't been a WWE more like Seth Rollins, literally just you know just turned on the shield. There hasn't been that moment yet. Like I said, but it's coming like they and they think they got they have so much recipe. So I I know that moment. Like by yes. by all out next year, or even it may happen at all out. But by this time next year, AEW will I I will be even bigger than it is now. Because like Chris it's, said, they've just now time. picking up steam. Yes. People, most people, when they hear of wrestling, we have said this before. When they hear wrestling, they think of WWE. Mm-hmm. They don't think of no indie. They don't think they're like, oh, wrestling, WWE. That's not WWE is a part of wrestling. People, the general audience in the rest of the world also has to come to the fact that there is other wrestling out there in the world that is not WWE. Mm-hmm. And it's not their fault. WWE had a monopoly for, for the what the 20th century since two what 2000? I wouldn't two? even call it a monopoly. It just became that that's just really how the cards were dealt. It was the only game in town. If you wanted another, it was big the promotion, only game in town. You had to go overseas because there wasn't anything. ECW failed; they went out of business. 
money issues. Same thing with uh, WCW. I'm surprised, and I and and I've been saying this for a hot minute. The fact that Impact is still around, and now they're they're really like they're they're, they're really they making themselves. some great great signings. With the many times that that company has literally been on the break of, we're about to fucking close up shop officially shows that they have not given up at all. If they can do it, and they don't have the, the biggest uh, TV deals right now. They have the biggest audience. They've got, they, and there's even right now, they have such a good product. The wrestling's cockroach. It, it really is. Like, they, they, they're, that, they're that team that's just, just like, how the fuck are you still here right now? They they became like the the Santino Morello of the the final two of the Royal Rumble. In a I weird way, they kind of outlasted ROH. Like yeah, because yeah. they they they've been essentially, especially if you left WWE, they've been your safety net. If things gone wrong at the fan, you see somebody pop up. We've seen it with Kurt Angle, Christian, Booker oh, T. Impact Zone, Impact Zone. We've seen it. Countless times, people from WCW, WWE, all over, they they showed up in Impact. That was the no safety net. It was never going to be on the same level as WWE. Mm-hmm. But when things went weary and you didn't go overseas, you always had Impact. Yeah, and they haven't even started touring yet. That's that's the craziest thing. I'm giving my money. I, I've seen the old Impact. If I could give my old the old Impact my money, I give the new Impact my money as well. Because I remember Impact was doing shows at one point where I'm like, damn, you guys are doing some real indie shit right now. Yeah, because the lockdown taping I went to, I think they did like three shows in a row, and we was gassed. Yeah, I, and was that the one at, at uh, Terminal 5? It was at Hammerstein. Yeah, because I know and that they were doing they was doing stuff at, at, at Hammerstein, and then they were doing shit also at, uh, at Terminal 5, and they were doing... Uh, Basically, these cheap $20 admission shows during Mania Week. I think the last time they did it was probably, I don't know if it was New Orleans or, or Texas or Dallas a few years ago. But I was just like, damn, you guys really fell on the barrel. <laughs> and it's like, because I think that was like the first time, because I've like, only been to like WWE shows and maybe a few indies. But that was like the first show where they kept bringing out the same people and you could just tell the pops was like dying out like more it, it's less. tough and I was like what the fuck is this shit like I understand I got a tape but it kind of takes away when like we've seen the same person for like three times in a row we can only pop for somebody in one night so many times it gets exhausting I remember I did the back back when NXT was at full seven I did a show and they'll record uh, I think it was three or four shows in one time, and it's just like this is exhausting. Yeah, I mean, AEW's doing that now. Yeah. yeah, but but I'll say the way that they do split it up, um, because we went to Grand Slam, yeah, it's like they and you also can notice it too because they either have either Punk comes out in Dynamite and then he has his, his match on Rampage, or Daniel Bryan has his match on. You know what I mean? They they also kind of like split them up also, so it's not like you're getting two Daniel two matches yes. of, of two people in the same night. I don't 
because for Grand Slam, nobody competed twice. No, except for the Dark Order, they were all over the, that show that night. And, and you had separate nah, they people. Was. <laughs> they were all over the fucking place that night. Yeah, and it, that, and that's why it worked for them that that times when they've done those tapings because it's like you're not seeing the same people in back to back shows, so it keeps people fresh. And you're like, oh man, this is. But when you're doing such a long show, and it's kind of you know some people going you know even going back to WrestleMania. You know, when it was just one night, I really do like the, the two-night event. I The biggest the, the biggest thing for me where I was, was like, I, I don't know if I can keep doing this all the time, was uh, WrestleMania 36 um, out in Jersey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 35. 36, yeah. Like, that was the yeah. most exhaust. I, I've, I've been to prior manias, but this one was like, this was a cherry on fucking top of cherry. That shit did not finish till one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and that's Monday too. No, I'm seriously like it did not finish. That, um, that match did not finish till I think probably close to what maybe twelve forty five, one o'clock and o'clock in the morning. People were still trapped trying to leave Jersey because of the fucking traffic till three o'clock in the morning. I've known people that didn't even get home till four, four or five. I remember. Um, Noelle Foley, she was just like, I was exhausted. She's like, I didn't even get a chance to get out of here till like three thirty. Yeah, and that's I think after that, because that was the last pay per view that they did single wise. Yeah, they knew like, all right, we go, we're gonna have to double up after that because even the next Mania at Dallas, I'm coming up is gonna be a two night event. Oh, I, and I, <laughs> nah, that you know what? You know, because it was originally gonna be one night. Yes, but I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones slapped that mother. Like motherfucker, that's two nights of concession. Open that shit up again. No, like <laughs> new. I'm telling you, New Japan opened up the floodgates with this. And, Even and, though and, now they they going extra trying to add a third night. <laughs> yeah, that was just wild. But you y'all doing too much. The two night shit was perfect. Like I said, because even because the night one left, and the thing is, these WrestleManias are going to hinge off that night one. Yeah, because if that night one ends good, people gonna be like, "I right, bet we got night two tomorrow." Because even the people that go to the to the to the WrestleManias now, if they got the the two the two night ticket, if yeah. night one is popping, they can't wait to go back for night two. Yeah, and, and, and they did a good job with that this year, having the you know the the, the Sasha Bianca you know ending night. Yeah, and then they had Roman Edge and Daniel the next night. Like that, that shit is good, like Chris said, and then you don't feel like, like you said, you're not trapped in your seat for God knows how many hours, and you like, all right, cool, two nights in a row at, at a stadium, that's nice. Yeah, you, you, that's that's WrestleMania. Like, all right, I was going to the stadium today. I wake up, I go tomorrow. This is what people do not understand. You're there, a one nighter. You're there at three, four o'clock in the afternoon. You're not leaving. Till twelve o'clock, twelve thirty. Like you don't understand, like the the exhaustion. Like that is like watching a WrestleMania. As much as I love wrestling, and I can watch it at any given time, it's literally it's an Iron Man match. <laughs> Chris versus WrestleMania. Yeah, it, I got so I, 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 I and it sucks because like I remember I I missed out on Kurt Angle's last match. I watched when he walked in. I was so mentally gassed. 
this nigga think, Chris doing the job. I really was. Like, I think <laughs> I got there. I I got there probably like one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you know, did the tailgating thing. And well, like, was it like Stephanie hosting the tailgating thing? Yeah, she had she happened to show up. Same thing with uh Santino. Uh they came out for uh the WrestleMania club. Uh they definitely came out, showed some love and support. And um just and then after that was done, it's like okay, we're we're going in. And to not leave MetLife till I think it was like one fifteen in the morning. That's wild. Like That's it's crazy it, wild. it's 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 insane. So if people were like, oh, why can't I, I, it's better if it's just one night, one night of great wrestling. It's like, no, motherfucker. That's nah, just not how it works. Yeah, because I was going to say, even with the, um, if you're going for two nights, that also, one problem that could also alleviate is the, the stress for merch. Mm. Because yeah. now people won't be fucking all hogged up on the merch line because it's a one night event. They can like freely like, oh, look, I got two nights. I can grab merch. I can grab merch before the show. After the show, shit, I can come back tomorrow and grab merch. It works best even for, for people who work there. They're like, yo, I got to be here all day. It's like, yo, you split it up in two? All right, cool. Like, and, and especially as a fan, like, you you do get, you get tired. Like, you can't have the same energy from two hours in till, like, six hours in. Like, even if it's the greatest match, like you can't do that. That's why they have these the cool down matches in between where you're just like, why is this? Why couldn't this match be number two or three? And it's like you need the you need that match that's not going to be as hype to kind of give people that that breathing room until the next one comes. Yeah, you but, can't because you can't. Yeah, because you can't be popping for seven hours. People be dead. Oh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not lying. I I kind of miss when WrestleMania was like that three three and a half hours four tops. Oh, the the early pay, the the good pay per view years. Yeah, like three, three and a half hours was just like, yo, this was great. Three and a half hours of I think they the special time they stretched it was four. I think that was like the longest yes. they kind of like went. It was like four hours. That's and like- then yeah, and then I remember like the the longest nine WrestleMania was Survivor Series like th- like three or four years ago. I think it was like four years ago. Where I remember that was the one with like Shane McMahon. Um, was 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 part of the Survivor Series match, and that was like five and a half hours. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I feel like from when I last watched wrestling back like oh eight oh nine, the pay per view timing, like which I said was three hours. But then when I came back, I don't know if they did it because because they have the network now, but they like expanded the time. Cause yeah, the they network, got free. They got free will. Yeah, they got free will. So it's like when you have pay-per-view, it's like, all right, let's wrap this shit up. But now it's like, yo, we got our own shit. We can stay here as long as we want. Yeah. Like, it's way, way, way too much. And then they want to slap this shit up. <laughs> it, yo, it really does become that. I'm like, yo, this is cool and all, but it's like, yo, you're having a good time in a party, but you know you got to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning for work. You're like, yo, I'm having a great time. This is cool and all, but I need y'all motherfuckers to to wrap this shit up. You ain't got to go home. We got to get the fuck up out of here. That's why I thought that WrestleMania on Saturday was a great idea. Even the pay-per-views on Saturday is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like, I don't think they changed that. We, huh? I don't even think we, we even touched on that, but um, Mr. Mr. Um, Suge, um, Nick Khan, Knight, 
<laughs> I think he said they 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 officially moving um Saturdays for all pay per views. So I think that's a I think a it's good job. I think it's a I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Like and it becomes, um because that's also when people are together. So yeah. I would say like a group of friends probably not probably won't be together as much on a Sunday as a Saturday. And that's also a way for your, the product to reach more people. Because some dude might have some friend that'll be like, yo, WWE got a pay-per-view over. I'm about to throw on Peacock. We're going to watch and get fucked up. Like, all right. Yeah. And I feel like if you have a, you know, obviously when you have the big four pay-per-views, it's usually longer than the standard pay-per-view. So if it's on a Saturday, you don't got to worry about it on Sunday. You got to wake up early in the morning on Monday and shit like that. Like, and especially, like, you know what? I didn't get a chance to watch a Saturday. I could watch a Sunday. Not having to be like, oh, I don't want to watch Raw. I don't want to know what, what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but but also at the same time, like, you don't have to, like, oh, I got to be out there. I got to go home because I got to work the next day type of thing. And then it works perfectly. You know, we're in the Peacock streaming era. So it's like, all right, you say you was out Saturday night. You could, yeah. It's a rewind. It's not like the regular pay per view. Nah. You wake I was up from the say, hangover. And that that kind of reflects. um. My situation this week is Mama's, who's my baby, not Cindy, but she's taking me to the Nick game because she wanted to take me to a Nick game for my birthday. So yeah. the only, like the two games in the time frame was Sunday against the Cavs and next Wednesday, a week from now, against the Bucks. And I was like, you know what? Let, let's do the Sunday game because it would be cool to go to the Madison Square Garden on my birthday. But if the game is fucking long and shit, I got to get home from Midtown. Oh, I probably got to take make sure she's home, and then I got to get home, and then I got work the next day. I was like, you know what? Let me just do Sunday. Yeah, I did. I did. I've done Sunday games at the Garden. It's good because it's the early game usually. I don't know if y'all going early or y'all going late. Uh nah, they tip off at seven, so about like seven ten. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm saying because that Wednesday, I already know that should have been crazy because we're playing the Bucks that day. I think that's a national game, so that's more timeouts. Yeah. We probably want to get out the garden to like eleven. And like I said, she lives deep in Brooklyn, deeper than me. Yeah. I probably want to get back home to like one thirty-two, and yeah, then I got to wake up in a couple hours for work. Right. I'll be traffic. tight. Traffic gonna be crazy. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nah, nobody got time for that. Now, one thing I don't know if people do it, but I like for me when I leave the garden, I like to walk to like West Fourth, and then I take a cab. On that walking shit. No, because exactly. no, yeah, I, was, I, 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 I wish like the, I, you guys can see my roll with my eyes. Like, <laughs> you know, not a fucking West Four. Nah, because I do like the walking shit. I don't think that's a bad of a walk from the garden to West Fourth. I mean, they're not crazy. We walked here before, but yeah, but it's like, yeah. but the thing for me is like, because that's how wow, um, Bobby was gracious enough for let's ride with you because I just want. I also like to call the cabs away from the madness. Yeah, that's another reason why I walk. Because then everybody gets out the game. They calling cabs. Nobody know whose cab is who. Yeah, Uber's you like, can't oh, call a cab from the fucking garden. How about to say that? Uber like, oh shit, Nick's let out the let out the garden. Yo, we jacking up the prices. So anybody around like Midtown and shit, y'all gonna have to pay this the surge fee. Tell yeah, me, that's why those yellow cabs are coming yeah, I mean, in clutch. Every time I think about a, somebody catching a cab or Uber in the city, I think about Chris that night we left Lincoln, <laughs> and you got in that Uber. <laughs> And the Uber driver got booked. 
Oh, he was in an Uber? He got pulled? Is he Hold up. Hold up. I'm trying to remember. What, 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 refresh my memory. Remember, you was in an Uber pool, and then Shorty wanted to go another way, and then the cab, the Uber Oh, yeah. That was a weird one. Um, Because it was a... So, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was an Uber X or it was a pool, but... I, I I don't even remember. I think I was probably with um. I think I was probably also with like Otto or some shit like nah, that. We it was it was we both left Lingens. We always at Lingens and we left. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm getting an Uber." And then I think I see you like the next day at work. You was like, "Yo," and then you told me the whole story that happened. Was like oh, I didn't get home till like this time. Uh, uh, cause this shit. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I re- I remember this time. I remember. I remember. I, I remember it wasn't an X. It was, but it was still a ride share, and I was I was on my way, ready to leave. Like yo, we on the west side part of Manhattan. Like I'm about to take that straight shot up on the west side highway up to the Bronx, and we chilling. All of a sudden, homie gets a fucking call. We gotta go right back up down towards like six after to pick up some broad, who couldn't fucking walk ten blocks to to go to Huspot. And then she's out here bitching, like, oh, I don't know why I took this ride. You know, like, no. Like, <laughs> yo. No, 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 no. That shit ain't working that way. Like, yeah, we literally, we were all the way out on the west side. And I was already tight that we had to go back into midtown to pick your dumb ass up. And now we stuck in traffic because of you. And now you want to get out the cab? <laughs> yo, there was not one time I ever felt like pimp slapping a woman until that day. <laughs> Nigga's like, nigga, like, nah, make sure that door lock. <laughs> yeah, like she was just like, I don't want to be here. I was just like, oh no, 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 no. You, we, we have five, six blocks left. Now you want to walk it? Oh my god, that shit is mad funny. Because I can. Only and then the imagine... worst part of it. That's not even. That's not even the worst part of it. I'm not even done with the story yet. Yo. Okay. So, worse. so she gets off the cab, and I'm like, yo, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And the and the cab driver was cool. And he, we, we kind of going on a tangent and roasting this chick. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck's going on? There's a whole traffic jam uh, by Trump Plaza. And then he finally, we, we, you know, we start to roll. He's, he's about to make an illegal right turn. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm kind of caught in between. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to rip this right on red. Later, did you know? All you see is the cop cars and it's just like, yo, pull over. And I'm like, yo, you got to be kidding me. So I'm like, so now, I'm dealing with this guy who's going to get a ticket for running a red light and making an illegal right on red. But it didn't stop there. Oh, no, 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 no. Not only did homie also not get a a ticket, he also got arrested for unpaid child support. Yeah, because they probably ran ran his name through the shit. Exactly. And he kind of like in his, he kind of knew it. And I felt bad. So he was like talking to the cop that he's just like, yo, like, like we we kind of felt the we kind of felt his pain. And he was just like, "Yo, like I, I feel you, like I, I really do." Because he was talk, he was going off on his baby mom. Was like, "Yo, like I I can't even fucking make a living. Like this chick takes more than half of my pay." He I, he has some I forgot what he had like a you know like a a, a low key pro- professional job. He's like, "I got a I got an Uber just to be able to make extra cash on the side for me because in order for me to pay rent." 
and I can't do this shit. I, obviously, it's like that's exactly what it is. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm fucking stuck. And and the the cab was like the the uh, the the cop was kind of cool. He was like, look, like I have to take you in. I'll let you park the car here on the side. Call somebody to come pick it up. So that way, you know, it'll save you, you know, some some time and money, and the shit doesn't get impounded. But I got fucked. I had to get out the car. I had to walk like at, like another six blocks towards the east side because it was it was a whole traffic jam and order another Uber. Nah, honestly, that's a crazy ass fucking story, bro. That that's some wild shit. Yeah, anytime, every time I'm in the city, I'm in the Uber. I'll be thinking about that shit. I'm like, yo, I hope this fucking Uber driver ain't into some shit. But I'm that's not even that. One, one, the pandemic, as bad as it is, and like we talked about earlier, like it closed a lot of places and shit never came back. But one silver lining of the pandemic, that ride sharing Ubers and Lyfts have gone out the way. That that was a recipe for disaster. Like Uber, pool, like Uber pools. Like what Chris said, nigga was chilling. He was like on the way home, and now you got to get a ping for somebody to take you all the way back, and now you end up in that bullshit. Nah. But you know I, what? I'm, 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 what's up? Yeah, I have a guy in a situation. You have a, I don't know if it happened. Like, my one Ubers, they'll drop you off, not at your actual site, but like a block away. Oh, oh when they was trying that out. Yeah, and if, if you wanted them to drop you off exactly, it was a little more. It was a little like it's like two dollars or something like that. It depended, and I'm and I'm like hell no, like yeah yeah y'all not doing this to me right now. Y'all dropping me off. Remember people when you first found out about it? Oh, it, it was the same thing as either the drop off or the pick up. So they pick you, so they like, oh yeah, your cab is here. You gotta walk like five blocks. Like, like, like you, you seriously doing this shit? So you had to pay a little extra. Make sure, like, hey, no, you, you, you giving me that door to door service? <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That was that was that that was when they was trying to. They was doing a lot of like crazy shit to like not. They was trying to like skim the service for like take all the cash. We was getting our shit stepped on. Nah, I do not miss I do not miss Uber pools. Not a tent like a so let me, so let me ask you this question. So you would rather pay these outrageous prices because you know this these Lyft and Uber prices went on some real crackhead shit on some real inflated. So you telling me you you you'll be okay with paying with some of the prices down instead of like you know what I can get where I get to half the price because I'm sharing it. Well, for me personally, I take I'm able to take the trains for like work, and I I probably maybe take what four, or maybe five cab rides a week, if that. But I'm okay with it because the prices are not like too crazy. But if I was taking a cab everywhere, then yeah, I'd be like, "What oh, shit, wild." Yeah, cause you know sometimes that peace of mind is worth it, money. I can't be in a yo. I can't nah, nah, nah. I can't be sharing this Uber pool with y'all. Y'all niggas getting in, getting out. <laughs> like, uh, nah, like this is just a one nigga call. Like that's yo, phone calls. Yo, I had one dude blasting on his shorty one time. I, I had to start laughing. I had to put my hood <laughs> over my mouth to like not. I, he know he saw me laughing, but I'm pretty sure he was like, "Yo, this shit is funny, bro." I'm not even gonna be mad at you. This is my this is my whole thing with, with if you not social, don't get in the pool. That's all I can say because. 
I've I've gotten into some Uber pools where the shit is like straight up dead silence and the shit is trash. There's like, but how I you mean, bougie, but you ride in pool? You can't be coming here Burberry and Gucci shades. Uber pool not saying hello. Yeah, I, I even I, I even time when I I get in, I'm like, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I mean, even on how to go one. Because you know, I'll be sometimes when I used to get into a pool like that, I would do the same exact because it was like I'm not going to see you niggas past 20, 30 minutes. We gonna have some fucking fun in here. I'm yeah. gonna fucking interact. Yeah, you Hello, know, motherfuckers. How you doing? Or you know, everybody have a good night type shit. Niggas be yeah. Like, alright, Especially like sometimes you used to have to the. Like I've I've been on those pools late nights when you get some of these girls that got into drama. Oh man! So this is so this is how I look at it. I don't know if fellas, if y'all listening out here, if y'all may agree or not. Men don't gossip. Okay, I think it's that's what it is. We we're not the type of people to talk shit, but goddamn, we love to hear the gossip. We love to hear the tea. Oh, yeah, I love to hear the tea. You know, I love him. I'm like I'm I'm on my business, but I love to hear this shit. Where we at? So I used to love sometimes when you say, especially in the village or LES, and you get and, and, and some of these girls will pop in, like they talking to their homegirls or their boyfriends or whoever, real reckless, all homegirl. And, and this is where I found out that I really started to notice that girls are like low-key trashy and they talk about how guys are like, oh, they cheating on me. And this is like, yo, I, re- I there's been a couple of occasions where I've had girls and be like, yo, I'm going to my side niggas' place. I'm about to get some dick. <laughs> it's two, three o'clock in the morning. They'd be like, "Oh, oh I'm going to such and such place. I need some dick tonight." What's it? What's the What's the future soundbite? Is the evil world we living in? Long to <laughs> Yeah, like guys. I feel like I, I feel like I feel like the fathers are discreet about it when it when it comes to it. But some of these girls, when they be like, "Yo, I need some dick," they will be they they will, they will announce that shit. Yeah. I, I don't see funny the drunk. Yeah. I see funny how my own homegirls home, home pull that stunt. I'm like, oh, word? That's the truth? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go home show getting messy today. It's getting it's <laughs> Well, nah, we, we probably have to carry this over to the next episode. But yo, this shit was fun, yo. Episode 51, the, <laughs> the T episode. <laughs> I suck sipping on some scissors. Give me that purple drink. Well, nah, this shit was dope. Um, Bray episode, fellas. I was like, everybody have like some some last licks. We we gotta find a way to like name this like segment. We'll, we'll figure out a name for this. Yeah. Um. This is like on some last legend shit. <laughs> Fucking. Um. I want to give a little thing ahead of time, just in case people hear this. All right. So, me and our old coworker Danny. Mm. Okay. To a show called Viewers Discretion Advised Pod. Plug, Danny, plug. So I'm plugging this because Danny wanted me to ask y'all and everybody else that used to work for. Not everybody, but you know, people we cool with at the store. If y'all wanted to do one final blow up episode, coming sometime probably after the holiday. So let oh, me know we, are we doing a merging doing. episode? Yeah, it could be whatever, but it's, it'll be a big episode. It's going to be like a lot of guests, a lot of people calling to talk their shit. Ooh. And it's gonna be a big, big up, like probably, probably two parter, cause you know, okay, you know. So I'm just throwing it out there now to y'all and everybody else. Who's sponsoring the show? Carefree Living. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I still got to get my hoodie, yo. He had, like, a fire-ass orange hoodie. I I still kick myself for not buying that shit. That yo, shit was if, so fire. If, if, if we're not getting a wolf pack and carefree living episodes, I don't want to be a part of it. I mean, <laughs> I think we could... I'll see if I can set the CJ playoff, but... <laughs> We'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be bringing my my guy from uh, from the UK. Who who we talking about? I mean the 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 original brains from CFL. I'm just saying. Oh, um, I don't know. That's up to Danny. I'll let her handle the guest list. We 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 got we got to figure this out. This is gonna be a uh, we gonna have to split this episode in two and call it the. Uh, the 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 mania two night episode. <laughs> the two parter. We have to call it a two parter, and it's gonna be like probably the four hours of pop. We we gonna have to we gonna have to record two back to back nights. Yeah, it's it's gonna be wild. I'll probably call up Kev and the guys. I I might even throw it out there. I think this is probably the one that we probably have to do. Like we 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 have to cast we have to do a video cast on this. Yo, yeah. high key, we might have to take Kev's idea, but we're gonna have to like brand it. So it'll, it'll be just for friends and family of the podcast, but we might have like a go home show get together, like, um, what was the Iron Bar? Mm. We could just like tell two? everybody just to like, yeah, we just tell everybody to pop out and then that'll be a like slow reunion. Everybody have fun with each other type shit. The, 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 the hookah special? Yeah. I'm down for some hookah. Hey, mama, that was really the hookah special for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we we'll do that. We don't know the schedule yet, but sometime either before the holiday, before Christmas or after Christmas. All right, sounds dope. I'm with it. Gonna get real jiggy. I was gonna say for mine, um, it's gonna be my last episode recorded as a 27 year old. Thank you guys. I'll be 28. Next time we do another show, it's gonna be a Knicks filled fucking weekend. Going to the garden on Sunday, and then for my birthday, we're gonna just um get lit, get some drinks in Williamsburg, and watch the Bucks game. So, looking forward to this upcoming week, y'all. Going out twenty seven in style. Yeah, T, I might have to pull up on your beat of the week. All right, I'll let y'all know the info if y'all want to pop up. It's some bar, I think named Croxley's or something like that. But I'll get the info. Croxley from LES. I believe so. I know the spot. All right. I'll be there on Wednesday. Next week. Hey. At this time next week, I'll be there. Go New York. Go New York. Go. Hey. You got anything, Chris? Nah. I I I I I think I spilled enough. We gotta leave some for the next episode. Oh. <laughs> um, and I right, so the last part. Us Mets fans, we are in grieving. It is a sad day in Met Nation right now. A sad day. There's been plenty of sad days, but I can say one thing from my point of view why today has been like so gray and sad is that the Braves did win the, the World Series, but on the Mets, it's like we're for the first, I think you, they don't know what the fuck is this team. We don't know who's going to play. We don't even know who's the manager. It's just a complete mess right now over here. It's sad. Give your Mets friends a hug or Dot Asham or Drizzly order something. Cause we, we hurting right now. We hurting. Look. <laughs> the, 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 
the Mets have been taking L's all day, every day. Even even your boy Bobby Valentine, who was also running for mayor in Connecticut, still struck out. Yes. You know. Mm. So the the, L, the the Mets have been taking L since 1987. Yo, with Terrence Payne come the Yankees happiness because the Astros did not win. The whole world was rooting for Atlanta. Yippee Kaye. So that's some more Mets shit. Fucking our whole world rooting for our rival. It, honestly, it, that's really what it became. It was kind of like, do we really want to root for the Astros? Like, we really. Everybody's rooting for Atlanta. Man, I felt uh, like I was part of Outcast. I was ATL all day. He was just like, yeah, yeah. I was shout out to the Braves. They did what they had to do. But all falls to the Mets. They couldn't hit. They didn't try to field. And I don't know. I, I do believe there's problems deep in that clubhouse. And honestly, I want a, a, a number of players going. But it's not my call. We'll figure out whoever's going to run this show, what they want to do. But yeah, episode 52, shall be Liddy. Um, when you think you guys want to record, like before Thanksgiving, right? Or, um, uh, so, oh yeah, I meant to ask y'all this before we get off this. So, uh, we got obviously we got full gear coming up that's going to come up, um, the thirteenth, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then we have, um, Survivor Series the twenty first. Yeah, I think um, I think we I think we could get a, a episode in between each. So yeah, I was gonna ask y'all, do y'all did y'all want to do an episode at the full gear and then an episode at the survivor series? Yeah, so I, I think we could do that. Be like back to back. Yeah, we could do that, especially because we dropping all this tea now. We messy, so we got some content. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, shit was lit, y'all. Episode fifty one in the books. Love you guys. Please be safe out there. Enjoy the holidays. Shout out to Mariah. We out. <laughs>